1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The year is
0: 2010. You say she's superficial. Some <gasps> call her a bitch. You're just mad because she's sexy, famous, and rich. rich. Queen of pop, Heidi Montag, released her one and only album. So far. This, yeah, True. And um, I'll do it as a bop. Oh, I'll do
1: it. Uh, 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 I'll eat. do it. My panties off of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> bitch, I'll do this. Uh, yeah. Uh, Queen of pop. Rihanna became the only girl in the world, except for the girl that we're talking about on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my favorite Rihanna song. I think. Yeah,
1: it's it's a banger. It's amazing. Come back, Rihanna. 20 years of Fenty coming soon. Except we need like 10 more years for that to... (laughs)
0: Sponsor us Fenty Beauty. Sponsor us Fenty Beauty. I I need a good mattifying powder. (laughs) I graduated college this year. (laughs) Me too. And bachelor degree of fine arts in graphic design. Uh, I would just like to say two things. One, Britney store. You need to call me. We need to have a discussion.
1: Oh, the official merch shop?
0: Yes. Yeah. And two, which I realized via a Facebook search on my own profile that the climb by Miley Cyrus was our commencement song oh and I appreciate it now but I don't think I did at the time
1: wow if you could turn back time and celebrate Miley mm-hmm. I think
0: time. I was mad because I requested breakaway mm. by Kelly Clarkson and I was like oh in
1: 2010 yeah okay <laughs> Wow. I mean things that happened since then well but well swinging around evolving doors yeah it was a time of change for all of us. <laughs> we
0: were breaking away.
1: We certainly were. And finally, Katy Perry had us living a teenage dream. Oh. I mean, what? A, honestly, what a time for pop music in general. What a year. Well. Okay,
0: so I'm actually surprised because I didn't say it because I thought you were going to say it. Uh-huh. So finally. Oh. <laughs> you know, tonight I'm feeling a little... Out of control. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't say it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Brad's going to have a really good bionic joke, so I'm just going to do something stupid and lowbrow, like my brand. Um,
1: I was just thinking it was so ahead of its time, I didn't even put it in 2010. I was going to talk about it in 2014 or 15.
0: Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I saw, not too far from here, radio... <laughs> I'm ready for this story. Go ahead. It's really not. It's not that good. Yeah. i going to tell it anyway. So I submitted to Oprah.com to get tickets to see her perform. Oh, at so Radio that City. one you applied online for? This one I applied for online. And I remember specifically I wrote in the thing. It was like, why do you want to see Christina Aguilera? And I was like, I don't call her Christina. I call her legend <laughs> Tina in all caps. And I got tickets. And we went to Radio City. And, she and then performed. I
1: leave that name.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and then she performed not
1: myself tonight with the woohoo intro. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and she had the big boots. Mm -hmm. MTV Movie Awards too. That performance Mm -hmm. medley, again, very ahead of its time.
0: It really is. We need to deep dive into Bionic, but we don't want to lose subscribers. We don't. So we'll save that for episode thirty. Yep.
1: (laughs) See you then. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. Hey, I'm Bradley Stern. This, this is our is new, new Brittany. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. work. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley Stern. And this is It's Britney Bitch. A podcast for stands By stands, Dedicated to 20 years of the living legend, Britney Jean Spears. Um, Welcome, everybody, to 2010. A weird year for the Britney fan base because this is the first time I would say it was her least active year in some ways. And uh, in other ways, things are in the works for a very active 2011.
0: Yeah, I would say that we thought this was going to be a dead year when Uh we initially did our outline. And then when we went deep in my heart and dived, it's actually quite an interesting moment.
1: It is an interesting moment. And it's a good mix. Well, good is relative. It's a mixture of personal and professional endeavors. We kick off the year... And it, we kind of have to backtrack a little bit um, by talking about the end of the circus tour. At that point, she we can get into this. Uh, she gets custody again of the kids of the Bobies um, with Kevin. Well, joint custody. Yeah, joint. she had
0: she had lost it completely. Lost completely, and then got it back fifty fifty.
1: Get back promo. Um, <laughs> get back Bobies. Get back Bobie promo. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, and so that was one of the big. Victories of the circus tour. It was sort of demonstrating that she was ready to um, get back custody Mm -hmm. 50%. And at that point, she also uh, goes to court and the judge decides that Brittany will remain under her conservatorship um, until at least January. And then they have more meetings and it extends, extends, extends to this day exists. Yeah. So
0: this is actually one of the things I feel like people were...
1: Asking us slash hostile about. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So, okay. How do I say this?
1: Well, first of all, the disclaimer is that neither of us are lawyers. We design Britney merch or write about pop music. So we're yeah, not. I'm not a lawyer. Not a lawyer.
0: But I, w- I watch Maddo sometimes.
1: So he kind of is qualified. But the, the, the gist is that uh, we don't have all of the. The answer.mp3 about everything, but we can discuss what we do know that was made public.
2: Okay, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say I was okay. I and mean, people deal with when they're going through stuff in such different ways. I don't know how, maybe I had traumatic stress, or I don't know what, how I dealt with it really, but I just remember I did not wanna be at home. Because like, my babies represented home. That was my home with them. And every time I went home, it was like, oh God, I can't be here. So when I was in my car and when I was driving, I was going somewhere.
0: Yeah, so I think to backtrack quickly, because a lot of people wrote us about the 2007 episode. Right. And they're asking, you know, why didn't you mention this, this, and this? Yes. This person, this person. It's okay for me to say their names, right? I just, my whole thing is I feel like it's sketchy, and I just...
1: Yeah, I think it's Sam and...
0: Sam Lutfi and Adnan Ghalib. Yes, so those are the two people that people had asked us, you know, why didn't you talk about them? So one, I feel like 2007, everyone focuses on that. It's Mm -hmm. been talked about. It's been... Analyzed. I mean, you can go online and read ten million things about what people think, do the photos, the videos. It's all there already. Right. I felt like it was very negative, and I feel like people don't focus on a lot of the genius stuff that was going on that year. Yes. And so we wanted to dig through, find the gems of that year, and really celebrate what we think she was trying to accomplish. Completely. With the music. Also, it's a hundred percent speculative. Yeah. So until she says something about it herself us talking about it is really not conducive
1: yeah yeah I don't feel comfortable talking about it because we can only base our opinions on Lynn's book court documents and tabloid articles about what happened and that's fine and there's a lot of fan debate about who is good and evil in the situation and things like that but at the end of the day I don't really have a I don't have enough of a insight into what actually happened with management and with, you know, controlling her life and her assets and everything to like really make a comment. And I, I just don't feel like it really, I don't know. I don't think that we are here for that. Like this podcast is... Really good. right this isn't like true crime american this, <laughs> horror
0: story 2007 american
1: <laughs> i mean that'll be the season two of the podcast but yeah this isn't serial we're not breaking it down no which i mean if that's you know if that's what you were like hoping to get out of it like unfortunately we we don't have any more tea than you do sweetie so no,
0: we really don't but um there are some things because this is where someone also asked they said what's a conservatorship? conservatorship
1: yeah and we should probably
0: talk about that yeah so i will give you the legal definition
3: <clears throat> of what
0: that is to define it conservatorship is a legal concept in the united states of america a guardian or a protector is appointed <clears throat> god damn it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> A guardian or protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another person due to physical and or mental limitations or old age. A person under conservatorship is a conservatee, a term that can refer to an adult. So essentially what this is, it's a protective order that a judge can put in place to protect someone who essentially can't take care or fend for themselves financially, physically, etc. Correct. So it's meant to be protective. Ultimately, it's it's trying to be a positive thing. Yeah. And she is put under one. She is. During these tumultuous times. Yes. And her father is named as her...
1: Conservator. Yes. Along with Andrew Wallet, who is lawyer, who is like co-conservator. Yeah. Looking over the finances. So what are your thoughts about this
0: so at this time right like not fast forwarding to the later years like Mm -hmm. you know 1718 but
1: at the time i think everyone was uh shaken by the idea that she was under a conservatorship um but i think that it was necessary to have her be protected by her father and to have her sort of be i guess not put into check because that's not what it was but As she had let people into her life which she says and for the record she let bad people into her life
2: i've been through a lot this year well actually the past two or three years and my trust has really been battered i've definitely grown up (laughs) big time you know i'm very weary of a lot of things you know so very protective of myself sometimes it can get kind of lonely You're guarded, you know, you have to be that way. Otherwise, you get it taken advantage of and get in situations like I did the past year. I had totally lost my way. I lost focus. I lost myself. I had that type of nature within me that wanted to rebel out. I never wanted to become one of those prisoner people. I more always wanted to feel free and get in my car and go and not let people make me feel like I had to stay in my home. I think that was always the part of me that kind of got me in trouble. Coming
3: in you guys, please clear.
2: I had let like certain people into my life that were, that were just bad people and I was very guarded at first, but then I went to a point where I ended up letting them in because I was lonely, or whatever the fact, and I really paid the consequences for that, big time. But I just feel like, you know, you do something wrong and you learn from it, you move on, but it's like I'm having to pay for it for a really long time. (laughs) I'm definitely angry with myself for letting people take advantage of me. Um, Angry with people for taking advantage of me and letting it go on for so long, but I have to go on with it. Um, I look at it for what it is and I have to move on with it. Let it go.
1: It really only makes sense that some professionals had to come in and protect what was hers. So I don't think it was necessarily a wrong decision but you know the extent to which she was being managed is up for debate in 2008 we we really only get two times that she talks about it and it's for the record she kind of says she breaks down and she's like my life is so controlled there's no passion and it's sort of inferring that right now she's definitely like under heavy heavy supervision right but by the time we get to glory era she mentions it in an interview and it's cut from the segment, but she mentioned it, I think on Jonathan Ross and people were in the audience and heard it. And she basically had said that, you know, she, she gets to do more things now, but she's still under it, which was incredibly shocking and that she acknowledged it. But in, in my opinion at the time, it was important to protect her assets and to protect her financially from bad people in her life. And I think it was necessary.
0: I agree. Yeah, I think at this time, especially going into the circus tour, which is, it had the possibility to go wrong. You're traveling the world, the globe, you're inviting all these dancers and people into your space and in your arena, literally, and figuratively. Literally, I do think at this time it was a good thing because she obviously had... All the perfumes. She had candies. She had the music. She has the tour. She has the Britney brand, and I do think they needed to put a lockdown on yeah. like people who had access to her money, people who had access to her information, and things that were probably very private. And so, I can only imagine. I mean, trying to put myself in Britney's shoes Stilettos. for a second, <laughs> which I dream about, which you do sometimes, numerous right. times while I'm doing circus tour <laughs> choreo, right. On my futon, she has a record deal. She has music. She's touring. The tour has sponsors. She has security. She has a home. She has a social security number and credit cards and money like we all do. She has two kids. She has a custody agreement. I mean, just think about every single thing
1: I mean, even just security alone, security alone, endorsements alone, yeah. fragrances, like clothing, like regardless of like how we feel about them and everything, those are business entities. Like, yeah, she is a business. And so it's like she has so many different facets of her accounting that needs to be taken care of. Right. And I can only
0: imagine like if in those tumultuous years of 2005, 6, 7, if she's letting people into her world that are We've talked about it. There were people there who were there to take advantage of her. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of why we didn't really want to talk about Sam and Adnan. Right. Is because I do feel like they were there for bad reasons. Mm -hmm. And they're brought into her world and they probably had access to things Mm -hmm. that they shouldn't have. And so this is protecting her from someone draining her bank account or someone getting access to her information and going and writing a check for, you know, whatever. Like, it's. I think it's more protective, which was a good thing at the time. Right. In thinking broader
1: strokes financially, yeah, it is good to... Have the conservatorship to take reins right. of the financial situation. Right. At this that, time. And that being... All that being said, I think if the case were that it was more than financial and that was her life decisions and that she's actually unhappy... Kyle and I would be the first to call for a free Britney campaign and like want her to be happy. Oh, like yeah. it's just, we don't, you know, the it, the idea of it is like somewhat startling to mm-hmm. the the concept, the the mere definition of it. But if, if she's happy, then it's a non-issue. If, if she's not, then that's a different story, but we're going with what we know about her state at this time. Yeah. So, I don't think that she's being literally asking for permission to go to a Starbucks. It might have been the case in 2008. It might I think have, it probably was the case. I then. think it literally was, you know, daily outings were questioned. But now I think it is mainly in place to protect the the highest end of the business. Right. It's a tricky situation. I think Britney fans have to grapple with this concept sometimes because they're not really sure what the conservatorship means. And truthfully, neither do we as far as specifically what it does. But if it is, in fact, in place for financial reasons, then that's what just, it has to be for her. Yeah, which it does kind of seem, I would say, now mm-hmm.
0: someone's just keeping a lock and key and making sure that her, right the money that she's rightfully earned, yeah, so it's protected for her and her kids. Totally.
1: Which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until we get that big mysterious book.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, that's, I think, why we were so... Hesitant. Yeah, and hesitant in 2007 to discuss any of this because ultimately the real story is never going to be told until she Mm -hmm. writes that
1: good old mysterious book. It's really true. Um, And we can debate about what did or didn't happen based on things that were made public. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we need her input into the matter to really know what the situation is. Yeah. We may never, but... It is also good, though, I think, too. And and,
0: I mean, all the stuff that happened in the courts, the reason why it's so mysterious is because it was on
1: lockdown. Yeah. Like, I think someone... Because medical things were discussed. Yeah. I think in in
0: 2006, 2007, someone in the court would have, like, sold that to the press. Yeah. And gotten a lot of money for it. Right. But, like, this is kind of the shift where, like, you see people starting to protect her. Right. The paparazzi are physically backing off. They're giving her more space. Yeah. Everything's on lockdown we don't know anything about medical. We don't know anything about what went down in these courtrooms. Like people are actually doing their jobs and protecting her and keeping her safe. Right. So I don't know. It's like a, there's both ends of it.
1: Yeah. It's which is why it's so hard to talk about. Totally. Because there's pros and cons. Absolutely. And I think that we, I, I think that we can only speak for ourselves in, in our beliefs about like what it means for her and her safety. And I think we, we agree that it's just it for her safety at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's a, tr- it's a tricky subject that we're just trying to acknowledge without making any uh, definitive statements about what it means. Because right. Cause neither of us, neither no. of us went to law school. No. <laughs> we're just
0: arts idiots. <laughs> The only thing I know about, like, lawyers is that, like, Gina from Housewives of just think
1: like, <laughs> Whatever I think of lawyers, I just think of her walking out in the... The gif. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I Me know. on my way to court. You, basically. You... Me
0: after getting a cease and desist cease from and... <laughs> Luanne de Lesseps. That's the extent of my <laughs> legal knowledge. <laughs> uh, so, it's interesting. So, she, then she starts dating Jason. Right. The spring is a really
1: mysterious time. It is. This year is is interesting. She possibly is already dating him in two thousand nine, I believe. Yeah, it had just started. Right, Jason Trowick. Um, he was working at William Morris um, as her agent, and then they kind of make it official in February with the two thousand ten Grammys because they show up holding hands. It was already known that they were like dating on and off, but or whatever. But then that was kind of like the public debut. Mm-hmm
0: brunetney was back
1: brunetney was back she dyes her hair right at the start of 2010 and everyone starts panicking because now because of blackout everyone assumes dark hair she's getting into the studio or she's like about to like drop something so dark hair everyone's freaking out because something's always happening when she's got dark hair
0: it is true her i remember hair. people freaked out recently too when she did it in peace of me That's true. That one moment.
1: Yeah. Literally every time it happens, people are like, oh my God. Her hair tells us everything that we need to know. So they're holding hands. They're looking cute at the Grammys. Um, Interesting look at the Grammys. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. No. I liked how she looked when she was sitting. But then when I saw the full head to toe, it was like, oh, so that's just like a fishnet uh, cover on top of a thing. Yeah. It was an odd look. It was an odd look. But we... um, we support regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point things get a little hazy. There is a moment uh where she is seen allegedly having a fight with Jason in a car. She's abs- she there are pictures of her crying in the car and there start to be media reports that something is not right. There were very 2007-esque reports happening.
0: Yeah, from April to the summer of Mm -hmm. this year, there start to be some moments in the public via paparazzi that start to concern people again. Definitely. And the first one being these photos of her in a car crying. It's alleged that her and Jason got in a fight. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there is photo or video of this. Right. Because I did some digging and and I was like even thinking, I'm like, I don't ever remember seeing a video of her and Jason screaming at each other. I feel like it it would have registered in my mind and I would have remembered it.
1: Yeah. That would have been memorable. Yeah. So
0: it's like all these alleged moments, but the biggest one, which people actually did tweet to us about Mm -hmm. wanting to know what we thought about this was a big story in In touch weekly, which came out in May and I'll just kind of read over for some of you. When the Happy family checked into the Disneyland hotel, Brittany and Jason allegedly had an argument. Brittany then locked herself into her hotel room, leaving the nanny to attend to her sons. She started crying hysterically and refused to go out. She ordered a pair of scissors to her hotel room and began cutting off her hair, the insider says. When the cleaners came back into the room, so much hair had been flushed down the toilet, it was blocked. So this story kind of comes out of nowhere yeah. in the spring. And I do remember this.
1: This becomes part of what, if you search 2010 Britney, the first results are, they're all fan forums, but it's all speculation that there is a second breakdown. That's mm-hmm. what 2010 has kind of been known for in the Britney community as like something happened. There's another video to in July. Yes. And this is arguably the one that I think people look to as like, definitive proof that something was wrong yeah um yeah this is her coming out of starbucks and she's having a very 2007 ish experience where they're all kind of like following her and they're they're being kind of normal like nobody's really hassling
0: yeah and they're keeping up a decent at this point which is also interesting if you look at the photos they're keeping a distance they are Mm -hmm. and this is kind of where you see the shift in paparazzi culture yeah there's no photos and videos of these alleged screaming matches, but there are photos of her crying. Yeah. But you can tell it's taken with a zoom lens. They're not, they're not in her windshield shoving the camera into her front window. Right. It's like in the parking lot from a distance. Like they're actually giving her some space.
1: Right. She looks at the cameras and she's like, Oh my God. And she's like shaking. She's hiding behind. I forget who's in the video. It's like a, bodyguard yeah. security she's making faces very odd faces and that sort of um i feel like that is a moment that people in the britney fandom kind of hang on to it's like because undeni- undeniably as we'll get into in 2011 something happened like to her yeah appearance wise attitude wise where she becomes uh very sluggish noticeably
0: yeah there's a there's a shift in energy,
1: yeah, so this is like one of the moments where people feel like something happened at that point or right before it, right or like things were starting to go on mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. how do you feel about that? Do you think that there's truth so I to have
0: I have a personal theory okay about this whole thing mm-hmm. because okay, so I have been trying to think about how. so there is I think during the circus tour, she was extremely healthy. You can see it. You can feel it. There is something about her in public in 2010 that is noticeably different. She yeah. looks a little more timid. The expressions in her face are a little sadder, and the photos. I remember the whole Disney incident. Mm-hmm. If you look at the photos of her taken before the Disneyland trip, and there's photos of her after the Disneyland trip. It's on Pop Sugar. If you search like Brittany 2010. Disneyland or whatever. It looks like there may have been a haircut. So I don't know. Interesting. And so I don't
1: I, even think I saw the before and afters. It's,
0: I mean, it's hard to tell because she yeah. kind of, it just there, it does look like something may, yeah. may have happened in this moment. I have a theory about this time period from okay. in between 2009 to 2011, okay. which is 2010 <laughs> year in the middle. Um, so I think the circus tour and all of 2009 as a whole was a huge win for her professionally, but also personally, because I do think that she took on the circus tour, not just because, you know, she obviously loves performing. She wanted to be there for the fans, but it was an opportunity for her to have something on the books that said, I am responsible. Mm -hmm. I can handle myself. I can take on this huge task and I can prove it. And I do think it was part and in in part to win back custody of her kids. I do. I don't know if that's true. This is allegedly conspiracy theory. My own personal thing.
1: You're allowed to have one.
0: Yeah. But I do think in comparison to Vegas, which to me does seem like an easier gig, like you're staying in a Mm -hmm. hotel, you go downstairs, you go back up. She traveled the globe with the circus tour. And I do believe they used it to say she's responsible. She's staying sober. She's staying healthy. She's, didn't miss a single date, I believe. I don't think so. I don't think there was ever, I don't think she missed a single circus tour date, which yeah. I remember thinking at the time as like, wow. Mm-hmm. And if there may have been one that was canceled, but it was a technicality. Yeah. But there was no, there was no like Britney had a, a a moment. There was never. And, you know, whatever. And she and had always had to cancel showed up. a week or yeah. had to cancel all of. The Australian leg. Like Which is she, crazy
1: to think about. She yeah. did, never had a moment where she didn't show up.
0: Nope. She showed up every single time to every single date. And the judge, I mean, ruled in her favor and yeah. said, yeah, you, you're you showing that you're responsible and you can have custody of your kids back. Yeah. I think that going to 2010, she expected for the conservatorship to drop. Yeah. And I do think it was probably a devastating blow to her that... It was continuing after she had just spent nine months touring the globe Mm -hmm. i do think it probably was devastating to her in some way i could only imagine that it would be devastating
2: if i wasn't under the restraints that i'm under right now you know with all the lawyers and doctors and people analyzing me every day and all that kind of stuff like if that wasn't there i'd feel so liberated and feel like myself they're hearing what they want to hear. They're not really listening to what I'm telling them. It's like, it's bad. I'm
1: sad. I definitely agree with your theory. And I also feel that 2010, we kept commenting about how fast the turnaround was in 08 and 09. 2010 is the first time she gets to have a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like life caught up to her in a very big way. Like she did not have a chance to think since the 5150, since all of that, it literally went into kicked into circus, then tour mode. She does a whole world tour and then she just comes off of it. I have to imagine she was feeling dazed. So I also think that she kind of the past caught up to her a little bit. Probably. Um, this was the first time she was allowed to like think. And I think that coupled with the conservatorship was probably a lot on her plate, real life problems kind of catching up to her when you don't have a creative project to distract you at all. Right. So while I don't know if there was like a specific breakdown, I think she undeniably appeared frazzled, appeared to be like, a little lost in this first half of the year mm-hmm. for sure and i totally agree with your theory that not having the conservatorship dropped probably frustrated her and caused her to possibly lash out or just
0: yeah i mean in in the photos she looks to me there's like a sadness yeah and it i do think i was like thinking about it, i'm like after you just proved yourself for over a year to take on such a an intense task yeah, and you prove yourself and to have someone like a judge or whatever the court be like, No, you're not mm-hmm. you're not well enough to yeah. take care of yourself still. Yeah. Ha- like it almost would make you feel like giving up. Like why like what else I mean, what else could you do to prove mm-hmm. that you I mean, that's no, a, one I of totally the biggest agree. thing a, a, a pop star can
1: do is travel the globe. Yeah, and I think this is kind of Uh, The Britney fan plight, which is we begin supporting her in spite of this conservatorship and not really understanding why it's still in place. Right. And it's like this very, very unique situation that only Britney fans can kind of relate to where it's like she is not in control of her self technically by the law's standards. Mm -hmm. But obviously we're still supporting her.
0: Yeah. Now it is. Rumored, and this was a statement that was posted on TMZ in June of this year. Yeah, that the conservatorship is just a formality, and that Britney actually is being allowed to make more decisions for herself. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying before, how like we feel like now it may just be a matter of the business, yeah, like making sure that no one is scamming her money, her brand deals, her perfumes, like all of that is safe and protected for her family and for her kids. Yeah. Um. The estate, you know, all those, the doctors, the doctors, you know, all that technical stuff that we all have
1: and deal with. Yeah. And I think there has to be somebody in place for, for that. So that, that makes sense anyway. If, yeah. you know, there's somebody taking care of Britney Spears, the business, that's fine. So I think that she might have been under very intense um, monitoring for the first right. two years, at least. And she's probably fighting back at this point and wanting to be
0: herself. And speaking to the point about the money, (laughs) it also was released this year that her assets grew to 27.5 million by the end of 2010, according to accounting records filed by filed in the conservatorship. Mm -hmm. So that was the only sort of proof that we saw that, okay, her, value in her state is actually this is something positive that's coming from it
1: right so i don't know it was it was a fishy moment it was a fishy moment totally and i think we don't really get a resolution because not necessarily i mean she is undeniably um different than we're gonna get into 11 and 13 and those album eras and what those were compared to glory but Definitely something has happened at this point that makes her participation in these albums very low compared to how involved she was in In the Zone and Britney and even Blackout. And
0: I I have a theory about both of those.
1: They're actually different theories They're different. Yeah, Yeah. those are different experiences, but they're still like, yeah, we'll get into those. So that's essentially where she's at personally, which is um, kind of a, a messy... Place with legalities. But at the same time, she is beginning to work on what would end up being the ramping up of the femme fatale era. Um, and that includes photo shoots and commercials for her campaigns that are coming. And um, yeah, we can maybe get into one of the first teasers.
0: Yeah, the first half of the year, I would say, was personal. Yeah mysterious very then she kind of
1: switches back back into a work mode i don't want to forget this part in april of 2010 she attends the white party in palm springs where she sees agnes of release me fame and kim zolciak fucking performing google me i assume and tardy (laughs) to the party yeah i
0: think she did don't be tardy for the party
1: which release me is that bop bop i mean everything Agnes. Queen of Swedish pop. Check her out. if you And I mean, so is Tardy for the Party. And Tardy for the Party. But Brittany tweets at this point that she's there to see Agnes at White Party. <sighs> like, iconic. And there's a picture of her kind of just standing off on the side watching. Release me. Release from my conservatorship. Original doll. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, that was not a bad joke. Maybe she related to that deeper than we thought. Yeah, you're going to hell. Um <laughs> great. See you there. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> um Yeah, and at the same time, she she has one of her first photo shoots that year for Pop magazine. She meets up with this is like a stand dream for me, Takashi Murakami, who um had been doing like Louis Vuitton collaborations. He did the Kanye West artwork. He he's Amazing. I, I stand him hard and he does the cute like flower designs and stuff. Anyway, he meets up with her and does a photo shoot for the September, I think issue of pop. And it's like Lolita inspired. Mm -hmm. She's wearing the backpack. Very kawaii anime hente style. Yeah. Kind of porny in a, it was a little porny, super porny. And I think it even had like some backlash. I think there was some controversy because it was like Lolita porny.
0: I do remember kind of thinking like that was an interesting <laughs> look. Yes.
1: It's like sort of that wedding look with the holding the phone. She's got like all white on. Yeah. And then, but
0: I did think it was cool that she participated in something that was obviously so drastic Yeah, than anything she'd ever done. Because I do think she has that quirk in her where she, you know, like there's certain pop stars that have a look, And they stick to it, which is fine. We love that. Yeah. But Brittany kind of likes to try random shit, Mm -hmm. which we tease and like make jokes about. Yeah. But it is ultimately cool that she's like, yeah, I'll do this
1: weird photo shoot. That's totally not my look at all. Right. Like this is kind of, this is what I wish she would do more of recently. And she did it with the Kenzo campaign, I would say. Yeah. Is like going a little more high fashion-y. Because a Takashi Murakami campaign is like no joke to do something with him, and he's still like super relevant now. But that was a pretty big artsy move, I would say, very artsy fartsy. So we appreciate that um, that moment. There's not much that we glean from it, I don't think, in the interview. No, not really. But uh, we do get a little bit of artney. <laughs> oh, and at the same time, while nothing's happening, I guess the stands are taking control by leaking her stuff. Oh yeah. There were a lot of leaks. There this were year. a lot of leaks this year, including amazing, amazing songs from the Britney era. Am I a sinner? Which ugh, I love that song. When I say so also amazing mad love and the demo of telephone mm-hmm. by Stephanie Germanata and Beyonce Knowles Carter.
0: Yeah. This one uh, shook Shook the table. Shook all the girls up because the rumors, uh-huh. which personally I believe are true. Uh-oh. So the rumor, I remember reading a rumor that it was supposed to be Britney on it. Yeah. But that Britney's team wanted it for singles collection Uh uh-huh. because it was supposed to come out around the same time as like three and all that. Yeah. And they were like, no. And they rejected it and then gave it to Beyonce so that it could be a single and like you know have a moment on like an actual album can't remember where i
1: read that it, it was definitely like britney's first it was just a demo right and um it was rodney jerkins aka dark child who did it and he tweeted at the time like just listened yes it's the demo not a mixed version i will not leak the mixed version i am respecting britney and jive's wishes
3: hello hello baby, you call that- in the club, you say, say, what, 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 what did you say? Are you breaking up on me? Sorry, I cannot hear you. i kind of busy. I'm kind of busy. Call
1: again. It was hers first. I will say I don't love her voice on it. No, it,
0: it doesn't really... I mean, I don't really... It doesn't vibe well.
1: Granted, it's like very rough. It's a very early mix. But I'm not mad at the way that life turned out and that it went to Gaga and Beyonce. I don't think that she needed telephone. No. But people did freak out. They made fan mixes of the three of them together, which just kind of sounds like a racket yeah <laughs> i don't know i i like that we have it um but these sort of things happen all the time we talked about umbrella was um supposed to be britney first baby one more time was supposed to be tlc first like Ky- toxic was toxic kylie kylie um and sweet dreams my lax by rachel stevens was going to be britney's sassy retort to justin timberlake's crimey river but then they opted against that I feel like so most of the time things happen for a reason and like the things make sense. I think telephone perfectly makes sense for Gaga and Beyonce. Yeah. So we appreciate having that little tidbit, but um, fate worked out as it should, I mm-hmm. think. So congrats Gaga. <laughs> oh
0: my God. I can't even like laugh because everyone's going to think I'm shading her again. I know. <laughs> we, it's like, Okay, I will say this out loud. I have so much fun teasing Gaga. Yeah, we. And the reason why is because Gaga fans have absolutely no sense of humor. <laughs> and so it just makes me, like, because I'm very sarcastic.
1: Get him, little monsters.
0: Yeah, but like when people. It's like you can. No, make, I've been dragged to the depths yeah, from them. But like you can make the slightest yeah. tease of like a joke, and immediately it's like, well, your fave doesn't even sing, and Britney Jean, and yeah, yeah, your yeah, fave yeah. can't dance anymore, and she broke her knee, and she's yeah. not relevant anymore. It's like so serious, and so I just love doing it every single time. We should it's just like
1: clip that audio, and that's like what I hear at night before bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. When you're <laughs> my nightmare going to sleep. <laughs> well, she can't dance. Yeah.
0: When will your fave get a number one again? <laughs> Yeah, your fave wasn't in Born. Your fave's not gonna win an Oscar. How about that? Did your fave win an Oscar for
1: Crossroads? No. Should have. Yeah, that's very true. Your fave
0: can't play the piano.
1: <laughs> this is literally like me logging on to Twitter right <laughs> yeah, now. No, like actually though.
0: No, but like it's it's part of the stand culture where I feel like we literally can laugh at every single thing. I mean, like, we worship the worst photo of her ever taken. Right. And it has its own name. Like right. Need Spears is a queen of pop. <laughs> N-
1: ne- ne- chi.
0: Yeah, but like the second you see someone with a cowboy hat and you're like, oh my God, Joanne, like it's over. Over. There's, you know, coming for your firstborn baby.
1: Well, I dragged Joanne back in the day and I didn't look too hard, but I was mercilessly dragged in the Gaga Daily forums and they said that I sound like a single man in my 30s who eats ramen alone in his apartment. And I was like, tea. Uh,
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, I feel like that was you last weekend. That was
1: literally (laughs) so... Um but yeah they oh were they were like oh, I, I was a Gaga
0: from... stand before a lot of these girls were though. I was at True. The, the Fame Ball at yeah. Terminal Five. Not everyone has that. I Not everyone can that. say that. No. They experienced the iconic bubble dress and the bubble piano.
1: I was Gaga for Halloween in two thousand nine. Yeah. That was my first and only drag experience.
0: Yeah, I literally got to see her best show, in my opinion, yeah. live well, before she was
1: before she blew up. Monster Ball tour, Wang Theater, anyone else in Boston? But, oh, uh, I
0: didn't like the monster ball. The fame ball was like literally a projection. Yeah, it was just the projection, and in the... it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I tell everyone it's like one of the best shows I've ever seen.
1: Wow, ten years of Germanotta coming soon. If she makes it that far, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, she has. It's it's Ted. Yeah. It's
1: Ted. We got there. We got there. <laughs> She's entering her three. I'm kidding. Yeah. We're kidding. I'm We're going kidding. to see Enigma.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually do. I hope we she want to see Enigma. Yeah,
1: so we'll we'll see you there whatever (laughs) i mean that's a whole we'll get into it in 2018 very
0: honored to be in the presence of so many locals (laughs)
1: Locals.
0: (laughs) oh my god so we just needed to clarify that i needed to clear that up because i was like oh my god i'm being so shady this whole time and like i'm actually
1: i mean we have to apologize to a lot of people halsey i'm sorry uh who else have you know what
0: my if you look at my streaming history yeah I shaded Pretty Girls. It was my number one song that year. Right. I shade Gaga. It's up there. I shade Halsey. Now or Never's a Bob. Yeah.
1: Like, we stan. We just... We shade. We, need to, we Because shade. we love them. It's true. We're haters because we're fans. You have to be, though. Yeah.
0: The reason why I can make so many good Christina Aguilera jokes mm-hmm. is because I'm such a stan.
1: Yes, you are. Yeah. You were there. So
0: when everyone... Yeah. So it's like, you. I, I clearly know.
1: You certainly know. Anyway. Anyway. But back to telephone. Yeah, back to the actual Queen of Pop. Actual Queen of Pop. <laughs> she passed on this song so somebody else could take it. Very gracious of her. Mhm. Personal struggles aside, she decides to get a little more personal with her own endeavors, specifically with the Candies for Coles partnership. Oh my god, it
0: continues.
1: It continues much to the delight of every Britney fan after she launches what was just a campaign in 2009 as far as like posing in the looks. This time it gets a little more personal because she designs her very own collection.
0: (sighs) Okay. So this is the year that not only does the campaign continue, but we get that fashion show.
1: Oh, we do.
0: And we get a commercial that is so iconic and so really, I'm going to insert it in right now.
2: I love lace and leather. Jewelry makes the outfit. I love this book. Love these shoes. You want a piece of me? Candies only at Kohl's. Designed by me for you.
0: Okay, this is. <laughs> I love this look. Give me more. I love lace and leather. Like, okay, the contrast in like the the remix of piece of me is kind of cool. It is yeah. in the background. Yeah, and then she's literally just like, I love this look. Jewelry makes shoes. this outfit. <laughs> it,
3: it's it is just, painful.
0: The contrast between like sleigh and yeah. fluff, it just like doesn't make any sleigh sense. Slay and flop.
1: Yeah. It is bad. And the looks are oh god. But you know
0: what? I remember specifically because the one shot of her where she pushes the ball mm-hmm. and like kicks it or whatever, mm. like a little pink ball. Yeah. I made GIFs of like
1: every part of this commercial. <gasps> yes, that's right. And I tried so hard to be like, oh, no, this is a sleigh. Right. When she's writing on the yeah. fucking with the marker. Mm-hmm. And didn't people start like people manipulated these I think gifts. they edited. Yeah. Yeah. Made edits of like writing like flop or something. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With like a heart.
1: Yeah, we make do with what we can sometimes in this community. We get that. And we also get her looking at the collection with Brett in a leaked full featurette of all of the things that she was supposed to say. (laughs) So it's like 20 takes of them staring nervously at the camera and then her like pulling on a jean, out of jean and she goes, these jeans are cool because they're faded.
2: I'm about to show my best friend Brett my collection of candies that I personally designed. I was really excited to design my first collection of clothing and accessories for candies. These jeans are actually very, very cool because they're faded. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I've never seen
1: a faded jean before Have you? It's really rough Um, And they're like looking at shoes and they're like we're, we're party girls, we like music So we like to just go out and dance And that really, this bag really inspired It's like a studded bag And she's like, this really inspires us And Brett helped me create it
0: yeah. I'm like, <laughs> when was the last time you went out? When
1: was the last time? Yeah, that was a rough time And actually, we'll get into it in 2015 That whole segment is exactly what I had to do with Felicia in the canned documentary. Um, what? We will get into you it. You didn't tell me that part. I know. I So when we, I'm not going to spoil too much, but like at one point we, we shot the backstage tour parts of it um, at Piece of me. And for people who have paid the VIP experience, like you know that like you get to see backstage elements of the show and Felicia like walks you through and everything. And she explains like, Oh, these are the shoes they are reinforced with metal and whatever. So she doesn't like die and she did some of those bits f- with me for this documentary but she would we would have to keep reshooting it from different angles and like the whole time i'm dying inside because i'm like this is felicia and he the director is like making her do it over and over again and she's such a sweet angel And i'm just like crying inside because i'm like please stop making her do this like oh my
0: i god i would have trolled the whole thing and i would have been like i love this look <laughs> Love these shoes. I was so fucking nervous the whole
1: time. I, in <laughs> retrospect, I wish I did, but instead I was just like very eagerly like, oh, cool, cool. Oh I mean, I guess God. I still sounded like Brittany, but yeah, she. So we'll get into it, in 2015. But yeah, we stood there for painful minutes at a time, doing that same Brett and Brittany staring at the camera and just being like, so these shoes are metal and force reinforced. Only at Coles. Only at Coles.
0: <laughs> okay. Also, speaking of though, which I is actually in last episode, two thousand nine. But I discovered it uh-huh. when she calls the clothes peasanty.
3: Jeans, beautiful skirts,
2: which you can wear
0: very peasanty. Um, I <laughs> was like, wait a minute, am I here? Because I had like I've been digging through the archives, girl. Yeah. And so she's literally flipping through the clothes, and she's like, they're very peasanty,
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh. Did she just call, like... So nice to see all these clothes for the locals. Literally. (laughs) Literally.
0: She, She literally called us locals before we... A decade ago. She was very ahead of her time. But you want to know what's even funnier about that? Is that... She called them peasant-y, and she still wears them. I mean her a humble legend.
1: Out, her entire wardrobe is peasanty. That stars are just like us. St- she is a walking star they're just like us. She's literally a walking local. And now she wears local clothing and the fucking tour. She wears that blouse for ten dollars <laughs> that she did that backyard furniture. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, Queen of Pop.
0: Okay, but like <laughs> let's give credit where credit is due yeah. with candies for this year because
1: To radar horse for making that cameo in the first set of photos Uh
0: uh-huh i also didn't realize i i didn't share a radar horse moment oh from last year 20
1: years of radar horse yeah so
0: i went to a graduation party it actually might have been this year and it was at a country club Mm -hmm. that had like one of those things like uh, that horses run on yeah
1: a track
3: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know what
1: a treadmill (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) it had this huge treadmill that like the horses ran on (laughs) Whatever it had a um, it had a, a tr- horse track uh-huh. and grass yeah. and um, like country club things like you know when she's like clapping and she's like yeah. clapping for a radar horse like running around <laughs> with the lacrosse things yep. um, no badminton uh, no, no 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 lacrosse no. I oh think. my god I'm cutting this all
1: out yeah this is um, we love sports oh god, we just love sport, activities do. outdoors
0: yeah whatever it is that they play with sticks and I got so drunk and I literally was like clapping oh, and i was like <laughs> quoting radar <laughs>
1: <laughs> to yourself
0: uh probably great i just remember feeling like i was in the video and i was really excited
1: um wow
0: yeah
3: that was well
1: that's what we had to do in 2010 some of us had to make believe for a full year because there was no music
3: yeah it's true like yeah. if you go to a
0: country club you're in radar if you get stuck in the rain mm-hmm. you're in overprotected yeah or you're in dream within a dream tour baby one more time at the end Right. You know, just imaginations. You make do. It's just
1: like imagining things. Yeah. Where was I going with this? <clears throat> um, Something about... Oh, candies. Candies. That- <laughs> <laughs> one thing you did want to give credit for. Oh,
0: new photo shoot this year. Yeah. Which was way better than the first one. Yep. This is the one with the pink teddy bear. Yeah. Love which, that one. Problematic photographer, I believe. Oh, was it? I think it so. It was Terry? Oh, yeah. it was Terry. But the photo was amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yes. I mean, this was sort of Terry Richardson peak pop culture. Yeah. So everyone had a Terry Richardson photo shoot, and she did too. And yes, of course, he goes like "Mm, racy, even for Candies for Coles, which is crazy. But yeah. yeah. And then she also did so the campaign this year,
0: which was actually um, a concept, they picked three photographers that were like iconic photographers. And each one got a photo mm. for candies. And I remember she did Annie Leibovitz. Is a that how sleigh. Saying? Yep. Le- yeah. Leibovitz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They
1: had money. She's
0: Budget. fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Like her retouching is like my dream goal job. Yeah. She
1: has a stunning photo for from Annie for that campaign. You don't S- like it? You don't like that that one? No. Oh, I think she looks beautiful. Oh, I...
0: It's fun. She's. (laughs) You know what bugs me about it? What? The hair. Um, Also too, it's like with Annie, I think of her stuff as like, you know, the photos she did for Disney mm -hmm. with like Ursula and like Cinderella and it's like super surrealist. Yeah. Because the thing is, she's a photographer, but they also have, she's, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know if it's her or whoever does it. Right. But there's always a retouching element, but she does retouching in the way where it's like Fantasy, yeah. Everyone has one.
1: Everyone has one.
0: Not necessarily like oh, just cleaning up pimples. Like it's a. I I guess I wanted.
1: <clears throat> no, you're right. I wanted a, if for Annie, it could have been more. I wanted a bigger. Her hair is shit in this. <laughs> okay, well,
0: <laughs> oh, it's stunning.
1: <laughs> Five seconds later, this is shit. Fake fan. I'm, for, I'm forgetting the fact that she has those like awful bangs that don't really work in this moment. Well, as Brittany would say, it, in her own words, it's very peasanty, very peasanty. It's you're like right a wooden
0: chair that is like in your grandma's like dining room table,
1: and I'm kind of also thinking, I forget that it was just that one photo because she also has another one that's even more tragic, which is like that one Mhm, but it's kind of be- right. it's kind of her fault because she's wearing her own line, which is obviously not great <sighs> I mean. Yeah.
0: It's not an Annie Leibovitz moment. No. Like I wish that Annie had done the circus tour photos or like even the circus album cover because like the shit they could have done with that would have been crazy. But anyway. You've
1: made some points. Points were made.
0: Yeah. But the concept was cool. Like more of a highbrow.
1: Yeah. Which once again, I mean to do Murakami, Terry Richardson, Annie Leibovitz in one year is pretty cool. She yeah. was difficult to get. Not everybody, Not has, everybody that. has that. No, no. Um, so we get that, and we also this was a lot of uh <coughs> product tie ins this year.
0: Yeah, commercial knee jumped out.
1: Commercial knee jumped out. We get the commercial for her fourth fragrance.
0: I don't know, 87. 87.
1: This time because it's curious, fantasy, believe. Radiance. Circus fantasy. Oh, you well, mean Well, if like, you're talking about brands. Okay, like spinoff. Spinoff. Moment. Yeah. Got it. This is its own thing. Right. And uh, it's called Radiance.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of peasanty, <laughs> <laughs> this bottle of Radiance is so ugly. <laughs> it's
1: the ugliest bottle she has.
0: Like, the fantasy one is cute, and I like love how they change it change even for every... like 40,000 of them yes it's still like a chic looking and even um Curious is chic
1: yeah but
0: this, this bottle is literally like jewels <laughs> from friggin Claire's kindergarten yeah where you like paint them on with hot glue yeah it is so bad but this commercial <laughs> is fucking iconic it the is so the gift that keeps epic. on giving do you want me
2: to tell you your future no thanks i choose my own destiny
3: radiance a new fragrance from britney spears
2: choose your own destiny
1: you know what i really felt that i don't I know really about did. you yeah every time i pay two hundred dollars for a fortune reading and sit down i say actually no thanks no thanks i choose my own destiny <laughs> so good so stupid she literally sits down and is like "Mm, i'd rather not
0: (laughs) (laughs) and like i just love that the fortune teller is like she you know she's like ready for this acting gig she's there and she's got her two lines and she serves them (laughs) and Brittany just sits there and just stands up and walks out just walks out she doesn't even tell the woman to her face no thanks it's like a dubbed over (laughs) that's true she She literally sits down and just walks out and it's just no, thanks. No, thanks.
1: That has certainly become part of Britney lore. And Britney fan base constantly says, no, thanks. I choose my own destiny. Oh, all the time. Um, Definitely a meme. Yeah, that was really a great, great commercial. It it's really so good. represented her feelings about uh, interacting with the public at that time.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, this commercial got such a good parody in the Neki Menage show. Oh. which we have exposed the girls to yes. and I, I'm waiting for feedback like are like, please tell me you guys think it's funny too because right. I mean if you don't it's whatever I do so <laughs> I enjoy it but um there's a really good it's like Ke- the Kelly Roland Crelly is um the fortune teller and Brittany just sits down and like you just see the hand and it's like slaps the it's like no
1: thanks <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. So thank you, Radiance, for providing at least a flawless commercial. And I like the picture of her, I think. I, yeah, it's not a bad. I don't know if it's stunning.
0: No, it's. I have it in my Legends binder, actually. Yeah, of her looking back. And, she got a print campaign with this one. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I have a cutout of it somewhere. <clears throat> and then we get the news that Glee is going to pay tribute <sighs> to the legendary Miss Britney Spears. I fucking hate Glee. Okay,
3: okay. (laughs) You said it first. Well, I agree.
1: First of all, to be fair to how much I eviscerated this episode, I had never watched Glee up until that point. I had only seen snippets and bits of it. I am not one for musical theater to begin with, as anyone who knows me would know. So this was particularly a devastating blow to me. In the lead up to this, we start to see that they're going to do I believe it's five or six songs. Yeah, it's
0: five. They do um, Stronger, Baby One More Time, Toxic, I'm a Slave for You, and Me Against the Music.
1: Right. And then we get previews of her on set, so we know she's involved. Mm -hmm. And then the episode comes. While I remember I did not enjoy it, I (laughs) fucking blinded right
3: now. I'm literally blinded. Literally.
0: Literally
1: a light just shined through my window,
0: and I can't see. (laughs) Kyle Ra- went to the, the light radiance. and saw Jesus. <laughs> Go to the light. <laughs> this the radiance from the light is <laughs>
1: So Um Anyway Yeah, it's Heather Morris, Leah Michelle, everyone who's in Glee. That's about all I remember. Yeah. I remembered that my review is negative, but I just revisited it for this, and I am so fucking mean about it. I hated it. Basically the gist of my post was not only was I deeply unenthused with the writing of the episode, which I found the lines were so incredibly cheesy and terrible.
0: Well, Glee was Glee cheesy and Glee is fucking terrible.
1: terrible. Here's one line. You ever notice that Britney Spears only makes great music when she's not chasing down paparazzi? She can't just swallow a grenade and let her talent explode all over the wall. She's going to rein it in, just like you do. Literally, what does that mean? Wow, I felt that. There were so many weird cli- like cliche and stereotype moments. Anyway, at the end of it, I don't know if you felt this way. I think a lot of people did. They kind of, they go through with their whole fantasy. It's like this weird, they're, they're at a dentist and every time they um, are under anesthesia, they have like a Britney fantasy of some sort.
0: Which, to be fair, if I ever go under yeah. anesthesia, I under. hope that that happens to me. Same. And I don't get nightmares. So like, right, you know. Kind of a she concept. But... She
1: concept. However, the point that they drive home at the end, in my opinion, and I haven't revisited, so maybe I had it wrong at the time, was that like they basically summed it up as like a Britney Spears sex riot, where the was like they were all going crazy because of Britney's music and whatever, and like they they bring it back down to reality with like a Paramore song or something. I forget what it was. Not Paramore. I don't know. Maybe it was.
0: I don't honestly remember.
1: Maybe I was just, like, shading Paramore at the time there. But um, (laughs) no, everyone loves Paramore. Um, So they all grew back together. Here's what I wrote. They all grew back together in the rehearsal room. Will comes in to announce that while Britney's music and celebrity indeed inspired the troupe to find themselves, it was time to say goodbye to Brit Brit and return to adult contemporary music. Moreover, the overall message seemed to be that one needed to be under the influence of drugs, sexually repressed, or both, just to enjoy Britney's music. And now it was time to return to real music. After an episode that seemingly celebrated her music over the past 10 years, we were left with the ultimate hypocrisy. Britney's music simply isn't for us.
0: Yeah, it did have this weird like mocking yeah. tone to it. I kind of felt like.
1: Yeah, I again, I have not revisited the episode, nor do I intend to. But at the time, I feel like that was the, the moral of that episode. Right. Like it was a joke.
0: Yeah. Like it was funny and like blah, blah, blah.
1: Funny, like haha.
0: <laughs> yeah like laugh you know like joke like funny
1: yeah and I I I then like teared into it and I was just like this somehow groundbreaking series about cast offs and underdogs was especially spewing the same moralistic cookie cutter bullshit that I've battled as a fan since the beginning that Britney Spears is nothing more than a slut that her music doesn't equate to real music
0: um yeah yeah I agree t- with that statement
1: Yeah, I I didn't like how they portrayed it at all. I did like there was that like funny Britney S. Pierce. Like there was that one cute moment, and the slave for you. Come on, like
0: every drag queen has done something like smarter than that. So like I've heard better drag
1: queen names exactly. Um, and her cameos were unfortunate.
0: Yes, although the one. Of her, like, spinning around with, like, the glasses
1: is, like, me as a teacher. Very you. <laughs> um, and she's, like, what'd she say? Like, sweetie? Like, you're sweet. You're sweet. Which... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This, Tragedy. This also started, I mean, I don't know about yours, but this started my distaste of toxic. Oh. Like, this kind of... Pl- I remember, like... Yes. This was, like, the first big thing where I was, like, oh, my God. Like, this is gonna become... Uh-huh. ...the song. Right that gets ruined over and over and over and over <laughs> again, because like everyone just keeps covering it.
1: You're right. Yes. <laughs>
0: Ugh. that, this stuck in my head.
3: <laughs> like, that
1: literally every acapella group oh God, nightmare from college. Like... I am literally having PTSD of all of these fucking acapella groups. Um, yes, I, <sighs> I don't like musical theater. I don't like acapella groups, and that was kind of like everything right there. That was yeah. like, let's make this. Oh. It. I. I'm so sorry for everyone listening who who takes part of in the arts in that way. But I don't
0: mind it. I just like <clears throat> that was grating on my nerves and stuck with me every time I heard "Toxic" for like a good couple years after.
1: I never want to hear an earnest rendition.
0: Of toxic,
1: no. I never want to hear like, yeah. I guess that's what irks me about it—is the earnestness of it. It's so like bubbly. D- I'm addicted to you. <laughs> don't you know that you're toxic?
0: Fucking like, hate it. I don't want to hear an opera version of no. it. No, 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 I don't no. W- no, unless you're gonna like give me like a dark electronic yeah remix. Give me like, that a bloodshy remix of it. Yeah, I don't want to fucking hear it.
1: No, no, I yeah wow you're really um unpacking a lot of trauma here for me <laughs> um <laughs> um no it just really irks me when people do earnest renditions of pop songs to make them palatable for like mm, locals locals
0: <laughs> wow we're really just letting it out really we have
1: five subscribers left by oh the end God. of this
0: um let's just take a quick gander at the slave for you version too. yeah Okay.
1: This one wasn't as tragic. No, the slave one is as kind of, the slightest of serves. It
0: also sounds like the Game Boy version of Britney's Dance Beat. Oh, so I was kind of like, yeah. "Oh, okay, that's fine." Yeah, I think it was it, the toxic one that really just drove me up the wall. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was like as good as you're going to get like a Theater Nerds rendition of Slave. They were just emulating it. Yeah. So, I'll take it. But otherwise, yeah, I was deeply offended by the episode and I'm so still glad it's over. So glad it's oh. over
0: they would later ruin even more songs that's true which i don't think i've listened to still to this day i don't think because I've I, I remember either. how traumatized i was after yeah. hearing toxic that i was like oh you covered give me more i'm not listening absolutely to that." absolutely not yeah that
1: <laughs> and i would never watch glee again except i think i watched uh, against my will the madonna tribute which i was also like yeah which was also horrifying anyway um shout out to ryan murphy So that is a musical low in 2010.
0: Yeah, but I mean, mean, it was cute that she showed up. Cute that she showed up.
1: Great for whoever was watching Glee at the time.
0: Didn't it like get them the most something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, again, just, you know,
1: showing up. Huge. Getting the girls' views. Happy that it uh, kept her relevant in what was a very big movement at the time. That's great. That's true. So cementing the legacy, cementing the legacy, um, introducing locals to toxic. Um, she did what she had to do. She did. But at that time, mercifully, she's getting back in the studio. So the second half of 2010 or really the last four months, even we're getting signs that something is coming. It starts with the news that it's going to be a reunion with Max Martin and also Dr. Luke. Which, great. There's nothing problematic about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time... At the time, of course, there wasn't. You know, Teenage Dream, Kesha. Kesha. Like, he was... This is Superstar. leading into, like, some of the last good years of pop music. Yeah, right. And he was making a lot of those mega oh, hits. absolutely. So at the time, given uh-huh. given what we knew at the time in this moment, it was an exciting thing yeah. to hear
1: that. Absolutely. And we're also getting tweets from William Orbit of Ray of Light fame slash alien fame, who is saying that he's working on music for Britney. And this is like one of the many moments where a producer is probably talking too much ahead of the time. Mm-hmm. And then it never ends up panning out because a little fun fact. Um, William Orbit worked on a song with Klaus Auland and it didn't make Femme Fatale. However, in 2012... There is a William Orbit and Klaus Allen song called Some Girls on MDNA by Madonna. And a lot of people suspect that that was meant for Britney, which it sounds like it could be. I, yeah. So I think it could be totally. So, but that at that time, he's tweeting that he's working with Klaus on a song for Britney. He's tweeting Teresa LaBarbera Whites, who's the AR who also did Blackout and Circus. And he's tweeting Dr. Luke. And this is the days of primitive twitter where like it was kind of like a free-for-all of like twit pics and like teases of songs like people kind of just threw shit out there
0: yeah i was still using my pseudonym you
1: were at the time at dreaming solo
0: oh at expose i okay i'm you know i'm fully going to admit it here my (laughs) first twitter (laughs) handle was an ashley simpson lyric uh
1: no one is surprised
0: uh from the song dancing alone (sighs) deep cut She's like, dancing alone, dreaming so loud, so here I am. That was where my first Twitter handle came from, for everyone who would like to know, and also my avi, was my Xbox avatar. It was, for a very long time, actually. Which did look like me, to be it honest. It did look like so, you. yeah.
1: Yeah, you were never catfishing. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just was living in the Brittany's, shadows. You, oh, yeah. You were Britney's <laughs> dance beat version of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, Yeah. So everyone's, like, tweeting. It's all the rage. Everyone's tweeting these days. You know, it's like, tweet my heart. And Britney tweets in November that she confirms that she's recorded a Dr. Luke and Max Martin song. And at that time, Maya Marie also says that she... Has done background vocals for the Britney song. So once again, the Maya Marie connection comes in. Mm-hmm. And this is Dr. Luke, Max Martin. We don't know anything at that time about what's really happening, though. Like we just get these little snippets and bits from producers and Britney saying something's coming. At that time, Brian Friedman comes back to the picture, choreographer, and he's like auditioning dancers for what would be Hold It Against Me's video. And in my first Mew Mews Exclu of many to come, I... So at this point in my, to take it personal, in my blog world experience, I have amassed enough of a um, readership of 12 gays that... (laughs) 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 Oh, she's a blogger. um, My irrelevant blogger for 12 gays, um, I've made connections with the major labels at this point and people are to say the least aware that Brittany is my fave. So people may or may not be telling me things that are coming simply because they know I'd love it. And I, at that time thought I was somebody, well thought I was somebody in general, but thought that I could be like the news exclude guy. Right. And like break, shake the table, break the news. So I kept reporting things as fact way ahead, like trying to be, you know, Perez or things like that.
0: Right, but yours was always like in a positive spin. It was.
1: Well, yes, it was always positive. So I um, intercepted, I'll say, information at that time that the name of the song was Don't Hold It Against Me. And I made a Mew Mews exclusive in December and said, and the new Britney single is called. And I like tease it in this fucking post and I say like I can't tell you but blah 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 but don't hold it against me exposed exposed and then pop justice also teased it I believe and people ran with it on blogs and people were like it's called don't hold it against me or people at that time I guess knew that it was hold against me at a certain point and knew that I was correct with that information I guess so that's why people started running with it uh I'm not an experiential learner as my mother would attest, it is not worth being the news breaker considering all the backlash I get from like fans saying I'm wrong or like people stealing the exclude and things like like, right. it's not really worth it to be that, that girl. So I had to learn, like I do that like five more times with information with Britney, and it's just like not that fun to be that. Now at this point, if I get information ahead of time, I just don't say anything,
0: right? Because it's also every, anything could change, and then yeah, that's you true kind too. Kind of look like a dumbass, if and you I get did busted. look like a dumbass
1: like several times because I believe she is absolutely confirmed for the Grammy Awards in two thousand eleven, and then it falls out out at the last minute. I'm told that she's going to do the Grammys at that point. Gotcha, and I confirmed it as so, and I report it, and then. Either she pulls out or it just doesn't, it gets scrapped, but like, yeah. it very much like well, was the thing. Was probably <clears throat> in like
0: femme fatale promo. So like, yeah,
1: but yeah, that's so, and then the day later, like Dr. Luke confirms that "Hold it against me is what it's called or whatever. But then there are like fake lyrics that surface that he like shuts down. I, all of this stuff like has come back to me as I'm like revisiting my blog from that era, which I am insufferable at that moment i am just screaming like 2011 year of the spears she's coming (laughs) um so we're like it's almost christmas it's december 2nd a holy day and britney confirms her seventh album is coming on march 2011 and she loves it so much
0: yeah there was a lot of hype yeah going into 2011 i remember like also it was like social media digital hype yeah, this Which is was like the I kind have, of first time that it had happened. It, it was. I think.
1: I think so. I mean, it circus was a little too soon for anyone to really take pay attention to Twitter. But yeah, I think circus by, was more
0: like the website. Yeah. And photo like everything was coming through that. Yeah. And T V like, appearances. But now
1: all the girls are tweeting. All the girls are tweeting all of a sudden and William Orbit, Brian Friedman. All brian's these,
0: backfired
1: yeah the most the I most think. well that's like an important life lesson from this experience is like every producer or almost or every choreographer all these people are tweeting yeah and we learn kind of the boundaries of like professionalism in this era uh-huh. because brian backfires in a major way because he's talking way too much and way hyping too much hyping the moves and like he gets that backlash. Hype is, We've... That is one lesson we've
0: learned from this yeah, era And new-ness. Including
1: me as a blogger. Like, I was like, she's coming, fire in her eyes, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, actually, you should maybe just wait and see.
0: Yeah. That inspired uh, our launch of our podcast. It did. We were like, nope, we're not saying a peep because hype is not good. It's not...
1: Yeah, that's why we surprise dropped that. Mm-hmm. Mostly. For Beyonce's the most part. shaking. Yeah, Beyonce's shaking. <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: Like, I do think it is especially, like, more of an impact to
1: sort of... I think so. Wait for the product to be done before you tease it. Yeah. We get... As we'll talk about in 2011, Luke starts... I mean, not that we, we love Femme Fatale for that album, but, like, um, he's teasing snippets, song lyrics, song titles, twit-picking things, doing these, like, SoundCloud 30-second snippets. And it was so messy looking back at that. Mm-hmm. Like, that was shitty. We just didn't know though. I don't think anybody really. We had this like wild, wild west of Twitter, and everyone's like, I, I guess I just write Hold It Against Me as my single title. Like, yeah. And like add a blurry cover photo of it. It was totally a messy time. It was. But yeah, we're so we're at the tail end of 2010 and everyone is talking way too much about what's happening. And that's kind of like where we leave off is everyone is perched for january because we know that there's hold against me is coming don't hold it against me and we know that the album is confirmed for march 2011 and we know that she did a photo shoot with mario testino which would end up being the v magazine shoot but everyone's like oh my god legendary fashion photographer working with her like yeah it was just i forget it now until a deep dive into like what i was writing at the time but it was like all these stars were aligning for this crazy like album experience. And yeah. We were freaking out.
0: And at this point, like you said before, you were starting to get information from yes, people. Yes, I was. And Literally. I had just started at MTV. Right. At the end of this year. Yeah. So I just graduated and got my job. Yep. And I was actually, so <laughs> <laughs> speaking of perfumes and colognes oh, no. and legends, one of my first projects, I used to do flash ads, like the the 300 by 250s and the seven twenty eight by 90 flash yep. ads oh, that yeah. you see on websites. One of my assignments was Christina Aguilera Day and Night. <laughs> and I literally had to animate storyboards. And I animated Christina Aguilera perfume ads. It was wow. one of my first projects at wow. MTV. Was the uh, co-branded MTV. I think it was... Yeah, it was by day or by night or whatever.
1: <laughs> that is really special.
0: Yeah. And so I remember I was like freaking out because people were starting to get wind that I was like a huge Britney fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we'll take what your if privileges she's going to come wear. here? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just add some radiance in your Christian Aguilera by day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at the same time that this is happening, Kyle and I are starting to ramp up our professional experience. hmm Yeah.
0: And, and we're starting to tweet each other. We are. It was yes. Like the end of this year. It was
1: like the end of this year going into next year. And then we finally meet at the Ritz, but then also for the femme fatale. Yeah. Uh, oh my, experience. we have experience. we will, Our experiences yeah. start in the next year. They really do. Yeah. That's, I think that's basically 2010 is. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. It's a rocky road. And uh, next year will be interesting.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll get into it. We will.
0: Yeah. Actually, the next three years are kind of an interesting moment. They
1: certainly are. Wow. It's really nice to be looking back on it now compared to living it. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. Before we get into next year, mm -hmm. we have to pick
0: a knee. We do. Which I'm glad that people like this, that we're doing it. Because we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, we thought it was so stupid at first, but I'm like, you know
1: what? It's... Yeah, people have their own knees that they're telling us now. <laughs> I'm going to go with <laughs> peasant nate.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Because I really feel like she really um graciously graced the locals' presence this year with Candies for Coles and Glee. Honestly I mean she... <laughs> now looking back, it yeah. <laughs> she really did. Across the board. Yeah. Like actually though. Like everything she did was kind of um local. Local. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, local knee slash. <laughs> <living> knee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow. Well, I for me this year is destiny knee.
1: <laughs> because she chose it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Because she said no thanks I'm choosing my own she sure did I, and months ago when we first made this outline so I like got to 2010 and I wrote Radiance commercial yep because it like it is stood out oh for sure as like the shining light from this year that's true and it was the first thing that I thought of mm-hmm. and no thanks no thanks
1: <laughs> destiny yeah yeah so thanks for joining us on this somewhat tumultuous year of non-music and personal struggles part two really and uh a ramping up to a very loaded 2011 next year we finally get to say
0: good morning good america, morning, america. <laughs> because we will what <laughs> see, see you,
3: you soon, soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> finally yes